Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back on the Ohioan, Tyler Buchanan from Ohio Capital Journal. And, man, we were just talking about this. The state house never gets boring, and there's a bunch of layers of more stuff that has to happen. Uh, you broke a story today talking about uh, there's some census delays. And you might be like, well, who cares? I don't care about the census. Well, it does matter because Ohio's got redistricting this year and for state and national seats, and they're delayed. And, the state's behind the eight ball. Tyler, what do you know about this? Yeah, so people probably saw a lot of the headlines last year, you know, amidst all the other COVID delays and just ways that the pandemic affected things. Um, the United States has a census every 10 years, um, and 2020 was one of those years. Just had to be bad timing, right? Mm-hmm. And so the collection of census data um, has been delayed, and the the big crux of what we learned last Friday and, and what – people are reporting on now is that the data that the census bureau is putting together and is going to deliver to the states in order to be used for redistricting is going to be delayed. So not only is every 10 years, the census conducted, we redraw the maps for the congressional districts as well as the state house district. So those are your state representatives, your state senators, and then you have your US representatives that are actually in Washington, DC. We redraw all of those maps every 10 years based on the data used from the census. So for the census data to be delayed is going to affect our ability to draw it. And to sort of lay out what the problem is, we have new processes in place for how we draw these maps. Um, Ohio voters in 2015 and 2018 voted on basically newer, more transparent, uh, just a little bit better uh, map making processes um, to basically combat gerrymandering. People, I'm sure, have heard of gerrymandering. It's something that a lot of people care about. That's when you draw maps in a certain funny way in order to, uh, to benefit one political party over another. Basically, this process that that Ohio voters put in from a couple years ago, pre-COVID, not anticipating this pandemic or the census delays at all, uh, has deadlines in place this September, October, November to get those maps in place for 2022. And the Census Bureau is not delivering the census data to the states until September. So you can see what the problem is. They don't have the data to, to use. So that's the that's the basic gist of it. Well, it's going to have a dramatic effect. And look at the 
if you're wondering, well, why does this matter? Look at the some of the maps of these areas. I mean, some of these um, district maps are very slanted and very, you know, they're not a perfect square or a perfect circle, whatever the case might be. How hard of a challenge is that going to be? Because you look at, you know, on the U.S. level, Jim Jordan's district. I mean, it's very much a redistricting, very much a gerrymandering thing. Is it going to be easy for uh, Democrats or Republicans agree on how these maps should be drawn because obviously it's going to have a dramatic impact on the future election sp- races. I, I can imagine. Yeah. So the the long story short is the the processes that are supposed to be in place. So if there were no census delays, if there was no issues, basically the processes we were going to see in twenty twenty one as as was designed. Basically, it is meant to not only be more transparent, so there are public meetings required uh, that that after the maps are proposed, they're going to show Ohioans the proposed maps and say, here's what we're thinking. We have to have meetings for people to be able to, to you know, give their opinions about it. People have to be able to um, submit their own proposed maps. There are map making apps, you know, and programs and people sometimes submit their own. Um, so it's more transparent in that regard. One of the biggest things about this, and this is what this is what can um, prevent gerrymandering, is this process is now more bipartisan, and that's sort of what the problem was in 2010. We need to. Are you hearing that? Yeah, 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 I'm definitely hearing. I, I got phone going in the background. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, so you're hopeful. It looks like there's a more bipartisan. Yeah, so it's, it's more it's more bipartisan. Yeah. The way that the, the way that the processes are is that the votes to determine the maps have to be bipartisan in nature. They have to okay. have a certain number of Democrats voting on it and a certain number of Republicans. And it's designed to facilitate more people from both parties that are in charge of, of approving these maps. Um, so basically, you know, if they try to propose some kind of gerrymandered map, there's kind of, there's kind of ways to, to sort of prevent those from being enacted for the long term. Yeah, and that was a, a good measure that was passed by Ohio. I think it's going to make it a little bit easier. Uh, what, what do you think – like you look at Jim Jordan, not to pick on Jim, but you know he, his area is very strange. It covers like a a couple different counties and everything. Uh, do you think this is going to have a dramatic impact on him in the future uh, with these maps? I'm sure that map's going to be redrawn. Uh, do you think it could have an impact on him and some other people's chances of being reelected? Yeah, so his his district, people like to call it the duck district or, or certain yeah. other things like that because it, it kind of looks like a duck. And it is a right. very weird drawn district. I mean, he's from he's from Urbana, Ohio, which is, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes west of Columbus. And the mm-hmm. district somehow goes all the way up north into the east, almost hitting like Lorraine. Like those are completely yeah. different areas of Ohio. I, I'll give you an example for me. I used to live in Athens, Ohio, which is way down in southeast Ohio, uh, almost to the Ohio River. And my congressman at the time when I was living there and still currently is for people that are down there is representative by Steve Stivers, who's from Upper Arlington mm-hmm. in Franklin County. So you have Southeast Ohio that's connected up. And, and this is an Appalachian County represented by someone from Upper Arlington. You have Bill Johnson's district that's kind of snakes along the eastern side of Ohio up the, along the Ohio River. 
it goes down like almost to like Portsmouth area. And it goes all the way, it has like almost like a, it looks like California in reverse. It goes all the way up to almost Lordstown, like Mahoning Valley. These, so the, the problem is not necessarily the, the representatives. The problem is you have different portions of the state represented by the same person where Bill Johnson is tasked with legislative solutions for people that live in like Portsmouth area versus people that live in, you know, the Rust Belt. And Jim Jordan is, is doing Urbana. Uh, which is, you know, more farm territory and it's all the way up to Lorraine, which is like Lake Erie. It is just totally different. It, it, there's just a lot of problems with having it this way. So in terms of how redrawing could affect them, um, you know, Jim Jordan, very popular, specifically within the Republican Party. However, they redraw his district. It's going to be a that portion of the state that he's in. It's going to be a tough get for Democrats no matter what. But in terms of okay. like how how a redrawing can affect um, certain areas. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It can affect a, a politician's ability to, to get reelected because under gerrymandering for both parties, not, not just Democrats or Republicans, the way that the map is drawn is to benefit those that are already in power. And if you go down the list from last, you know, 2020 or 2018 or 2016, every time, every two years when the congressional elections are up, Every single race, like almost none of them are close ever for Democrat seats or Republican seats. Um, They're just not drawn that way. They're drawn to pack Democrats and Democrat seats, Republicans and Republican seats. So the idea is instead of having, you know, this duck shape that's curling this way and Steve Stivers' district curling that way and Johnson's and there's the one that people call the snake on the lake, which is starts in the Toledo area and it goes along through Cleveland. So ridiculous. Um, the idea is to just have normal looking maps, you know, where yeah. they're compact, where it's just a square shape. You know what I mean? And and some are going to be bigger and smaller than others. You know, obviously a district that covers Columbus with Columbus having, a hundred, you know, a million people. It's going to look different than, you know, the southeast Ohio district that's going to have like a million counties in it. Everybody gets that. It's just to say we want a fair map that is transparent that both parties could kind of agree with, you know, not every single person is going to love it. And it's something that the public can be a part of. And that's what the new processes are in place. They're very good reforms. Uh, the people that believe uh, in anti-gerrymandering and fair maps things generally approve of the process in place. The challenge is these deadlines. Um, the challenge is yeah. they're using this census data. So so all of the districts have to be ident- basically identical in population, right? So uh, the reason they use the census data is because, you know, you know, Franklin County grew in size immensely from 2010 to 2020. Uh, You know, in Columbus, uh, Cleveland uh, had population differences and you need to know, okay, who lives where? So we can draw the map that, you know, they're all the same. If you don't have that data, it's going to make it really, you know, a challenge to do this process in a way that is, transparent for people that that is out there in the open um if they're not getting the data until september and they have to vote on these maps in the fall it's going to be very quick and the last thing to mention you know it, it, there's challenges in both directions there's challenges designing the maps there's challenges to vote in the maps and there's going to be less time to challenge any of those maps in court so if any of the maps are considered to be gerrymandering or unfair or do not abide by the rules that are in place, et cetera, et cetera, 
there is a time period in place to be able to challenge them in the Ohio Supreme Court to deem them basically if they're fair maps, if they're not fair maps. That's part of the reason why we're doing this in 2021 for elections that are based in 2022 is to give enough time for that, for, for the map making process, for the voting process, for any legal challenges that may arise. The less time in the first two means less time in the challenging part and the legal side. So if we end up getting crappy maps and there's no time to legally challenge them, guess what? We're heading into 2022 with crappy maps. So this is a yeah. challenge right now. The, the benefit is we're in February. We got enough time to kind of like take our breath here and get our bearings and figure out how we're going to do this as a state. But not, it was not good news last Friday when we heard this. Yeah, I got to tell you, and, you know, we, we talked to Rachel Coy about this, and Susan Tubman would love to have her on uh, to talk about the educational side. But, yeah, we're in a pandemic. There's a lot of stuff going on. But with all of that, you got what you're talking about. You got some educational things that have been decided this year. I mean, what falls behind the wayside? Because, yeah, we could talk about these guys working hard, but unless they start working 20 hours a day, I mean – I I don't think it's physically possible to pass everything. And what, it'll be interesting to see something's got to fall behind the wayside, and maps can't. I mean, it's the law. You've got to make a map at a certain time. It'll be interesting to see what else falls by the wayside and falls stuff out. Yeah, to, that's, it, I think you make a great point. And 2021 is a really interesting year because people are so inclined to view different years in politics based, based on elections. You know, we say, okay, we had a huge 2020 election, this presidential election, this Congress, there's the state house, there's all this stuff. And okay, 2022 or 2021 is an off year. No, 2021 has the redistricting process. It has the budgetary process. You know, we have the the main budget that people saw um, with uh, DeWine's proposal from the other day or the other weeks. Uh, there's a transportation budget. There's an operating budget. There's all these things. And and yeah, you mentioned, you know, with the pandemic, we're still grappling with, OK, what does this do to education standards? How are we getting the vaccine to roll out? Um, 2021 is yeah. huge. Yeah. And, and then heading into 2022, we're back into election mode again. We have the, the congressional seats. We have the state house seats. And then we're going to have the statewide seats, the, the governor, lieutenant governor, all of the different uh you know, four or five uh, uh, other statewide offices, treasurer, auditor, et cetera. The Portman seat's going to be up next year. So 2021 is definitely a year of governance. And then we're heading yeah. into 2022 yeah. with elections. But as you mentioned, you know, there's so many, you know, we're juggling so many balls at once here. Um, that's the fear is that something like this redistricting could, uh, you know, sort of fall by the wayside in terms of what people's attention is on it. And the less attention is, the more that bad actors can get in there and put out a bad map. So we'll see, you know, uh, there's a lot of people paying attention to this issue and I'm hoping that, you know, even with the challenges that we'll find a good way forward. That's the hope. Well, it's a great time to be a Ohio state house reporter. Because there's a lot going on as we know, and you never bored. I, I know that's the case. And so definitely check out Tyler's work on OhioCapitalJournal.com. Free to access and lots of good stuff coming out each day. Uh, speaking of great content, any more Twitch videos? I, have you gotten to explore? Yeah, that I, I've been I've been so busy on on you know work stuff and just doing other things that 
but I just haven't gotten back around to the Twitch game. It's funny because it's like, you know, I do play stuff. I play a lot of GTA 5 and other things. And I'm always like, man, should I be streaming this? But, you know, then you got to get your setup going. And sometimes yeah. you just kind of want to play in peace, you know. But I'll, I'll get back in the streets, I promise. That's the way I was. I, I played Madden a little bit over the past couple weeks since we talked last. But I just needed to clear my mind. I didn't want to think. I didn't want to talk. Um, and obviously, it's not just the Twitch a video game without talking about. So I'll get back to it soon. I'll be, we'll challenge each other. It'll be great. Well, Tyler, as always, thanks for your time. Uh, we'll be in touch. And, yeah, keep us in touch with everything going on at the Stay House. Have a great one. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.